0: Near FM The Near Drama Company present Shopping for Beginners by Morris Newman.
1: Dum-de-dum and dee-dee-da. Tea for one and one for tea. Ram, dee doo and um dee 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 visitors. How exciting. Hello? Can I help you? Election bus.
0: I'm sorry? What? Election bus. Get your coat. It's time to vote. Did I ask for an election bus? You don't have to ask. You're on the list. I come and get you. You vote in St. Fiercourt School. I bring you home. A nice ride out. And it's free. a fall are footing the bill. Oh, sounds like an excellent deal. It is. Come on then. Let's be moving along.
1: I'll get my coat.
0: Move yourselves over. We have one more coming in. Ah, but we're <laughs> like sardines already. <laughs> don't you worry, missus. There's room for one more over here. Of course there is. There's always room for one more. Here he is now. Isn't he a fine looking fella? I bet you wish he had a bit more room now, don't you love?
2: Oh, I do, I do. Oh I I wouldn't mind one like that at home now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Come on now, granddads Here's your spots. Watch that old girl in the back there. I think she's got a soft spot for you.
2: I oh, do, love. It's on me couch!
3: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jerry, it's only yourself.
1: Ah, uh, Billy, you... Yes, it is, as you so eloquently put it. Myself. How are you?
3: I'm very well. Very well, sir. And mm. yourself? Mm, uh.
1: Positively bouncing with good health and joie de vivre.
3: Not so good then?
1: Oh, I've been better.
3: Oh, and worse, I suppose. Ah, that's it. Always try to look on the bright side.
1: Quite right. So, who are you voting for? Really? You're asking for my political views? (laughs) Surely you know you should never ask a man who he's voting for. It's one of the fundamentals of Irish democracy. I suppose so. People fought and died for centuries to earn us the right to make our feelings and wishes known at the ballot box. You're dead right. I shouldn't have asked. I'm sorry. Ah, not to worry. As it happens, I'm not voting today. Can't be bothered. This young man appeared at the door offering me the chance to get out for a ride on the bus, and I took it. Why aren't you voting then? Are you going to insist on an explanation? Insist is
3: a strong word. I'm only interested.
1: Well, if you're interested i voted regularly in every election since I was 21 years old. That was in 1970. I felt it was my duty as a citizen of Ireland to do so. And so it was. Well done, you. Good man. Then, late last year, I watched a live broadcast from the Dáil. Uh, that must have been very boring for you. No, it wasn't boring. It was a revelation. I realised something I'd never known about myself before. It was exciting and new. What was that then, Jerry? As I watched that gang of overpaid, overprivileged, self-seeking, gombean men and women oinking and mooing at each other in the name of democracy, I realised that I wanted nothing more than to see every one of them hanging naked from lampposts on the city streets. Not in a sexy way, you understand. <laughs> Are you voting then? No, I never vote. Never have done.
3: Any particular reason? Same one as yourself, Jerry. except I figured all that stuff out before I was 21. Saved myself a lot of time. And the bus ride? I Sure, the same as
1: yourself, Jerry. It's a nice ride out. What else would I be doing? You know, it seems a waste to spend our little trip out at St Fiacre School. We pass near Beaumont House on the way, don't we? We do indeed. I feel a pint of stout coming on. And since I haven't yet reached the point of sitting alone to drink myself insensible every day, God help me.
3: How about you? You're asking me to come for a point, would you?
1: Well, not to put too fine a to point on it,
3: yes. Driver! Driver! S- sorry, sorry, driver! Would you mind dropping us at the bottom of my house? we pass it in a minute. What? Do you think
0: this is a free taxi service for coffin dodgers? I'm hired to take it to the school and then
1: home and that's all. Listen to me, Liam Brennan. I remember you from Chanel College. You were a scruffy bone eyed little shite then, and it's nice to see you haven't changed a bit. Now you'll drop us at Beaumont House, or I'll take my hand off the back of your stupid head and then call your mother to tell her how ignorant you've been. Ah uh,
0: Janie, mister Buckley, I thought it was you. Course I'll drop you. Sure, here we are now. Go on, enjoy your pints. I'll tell me Ma you're asking for after
1: she always liked you. Ah, yes, of course. It was you that drove her to distraction, not me. Do give her my best regards.
2: See you, love. Bye!
1: We are. A pint of plain. Got you some peanuts as well. Ah, ah, lovely. Great point in here. Indeed. Famous for it. Now, entertain me with your sparkling wit. I will then. I've been looking for a girlfriend. (laughs) That wasn't the story I was expecting, but I'm intrigued. Go on. Well, you know my Dolores passed on nearly two years ago now. No, no, I didn't know that, but uh, go on. Well, she died. Yes, I know that now.
3: Oh, for God's sake, will you be quiet and let me finish a sentence? Sorry. Go on. Didn't realise I was having a pint with Oscar Wilde. Jeez, you can be annoying. Anyway, poor old Dolores. Her last words are amongst her last words. There were a lot of last words. She loved the chat, Dolores. Amongst her last words are these. Don't be alone, Billy. You're a lovely man. Find someone to share your
1: life with. She didn't know you very well then. What? What are you saying? She thought you were a lovely man. Did she know about the shoplifting? What? No, I didn't shoplift back then. Ah, right. <laughs> so you were lovelier then, when your wife was alive. Well, I'm not Thomas a feckin' coin or anything, but I'd like to add, of us men that is, all of us are lovelier when we're married. I won't argue with you there, but you're getting off the point. What have you been up to for the past fortnight? If you'd shut up for one minute, I'd be able to get to the point. Oh, I won't say another word. Thank you. I've been smartening myself up. You know, <laughs> from the very first moment I met you, I thought if that Billy would only smarten himself up a bit, he'd make a great tramp. And I've been thinking of going
3: to dance class. Nothing smart to say. I'm a gog. Please continue. Uh, There's this girl I know that goes to the ballroom dance class
1: in the GAA club down the road. She seems like a nice girl. They all seem nice, Billy, until they get you on the leash. Once that collar tightens, it's all over. You're suddenly lovelier and your carefully bachelor days are over. What? No more trying to make conversation with you interrupting every two seconds with your stupid, clever jokes. If you want to be unpleasant about it then yes and no more trying to make conversation with me interrupting every two seconds with my stupid clever jokes. I was thinking I might go along to the class and and
3: maybe ask her out. Why don't you? I think I will but it's got to be difficult not to look too desperate. Women can smell desperation on a man and I didn't realise until now how urgent my situation is. In what way urgent? Right up until now. I didn't realise that I'd be spending my afternoons sitting in a pub with a depressed comedy version of Albert Einstein, picking peanut crumbs out of my teeth and looking at 50-year-old barmaids thinking, Mmm,
1: young, firm body. (laughs) You're damn right. I am? Yes, you are. You need to get some female company, quickly. So, what do you suggest? Internet dating is very popular now. Lonely hearts columns? Ah, you're behind the times, Billy. No one calls them lonely hearts anymore. The world's moved on. You can't just answer an ad in the newspaper, claim to have a great sense of humour and then arrange to meet an even bigger liar under Cleary's clock on O'Connell Street. Now it's all selfie pictures and personality profiles now. People pick the perfect fit. What's a selfie? Oh Lord Billy, we've a long road ahead of us now. A selfie is a picture you take of yourself. You use your phone. Just point it at yourself and click. Here's my phone. I never used it to take pictures. Well, that's a very expensive smartphone you have
3: there. Have you ever used it for anything? I got a phone call from someone once. I
1: couldn't answer it. I don't know how. They didn't phone back. So, why do you have such an expensive phone? You could send a man to the moon with the technology and that thing. I don't know. There's a bill comes in the door every now and then. I pay it like I pay all
3: my bills. Sometimes I pop into the shop and there's always lovely young people in there. They're great for a chat, so they are. And they're always telling me I'm due for an upgrade. So I take one.
1: Do they ever show you how to use the phones? God, no. I never ask. They'd think I was stupid or something. (laughs) All right. Well, at least you look sexy when you check the time, I suppose. Give it here. I'll do you a picture. There you go. Right, we are then. Now, look at the birdie. Say cheese Cheese Hold it Hold on a minute What's wrong? What the fuck is that horrible face you're making? I'm smiling I think we're going to need another plan It's true I was never photogenic (laughs) Looks aren't everything It's charm that counts And charisma Sure, I was never short of the old charm
3: It all comes from being on the bins You're forever meeting people and having a bit of banter. I was a shy lad in my teens, but after a few months on the bins, I could talk to
1: anyone. The rich man in his castle, the poor man at his gate. You need someone beautiful and bright to share your golden years with. I do. So we need a plan of action. And I think we could start by playing down the bins part of your career path.
3: I'm not ashamed of my life's work. It was a good career and kept food on the table and a roof over my family's head. A fair day's work for a fair day's pay was always the
1: way with me. Yes, quite right. But we have to play to your strengths, and I think we've already established that your looks aren't your best suit. Janie Mac, I never met
3: such a man for past this. How come you're such a great judge of fine looking men?
1: Oh really? <laughs> We're all capable of telling if man's presentable or not. Don't we base all our first impressions of people on what they look like? Maybe. But we look at what we wear too, but it's what they like
3: on the inside that counts. No amount of good looks or fancy clothes makes so up for a man being a complete bastard.
1: Oh, that's true, but you really have to get to know someone to know what a bastard they are. That one man's bastard can be another man's buddy. And it's a great shame that you can't tell one from the other by the colour of their shoes. How about if
3: someone you never met before walks up to you and smacks you in the face for nothing? Wouldn't he be a bastard?
1: Depends. What's he wearing? Ah, you're a cynical old sausage, Jerry. Yes, I am. Only a little bit, though, Billy. What I'm saying is that you can't really tell what a person's like by looking at them. But you do make your own instant judgments. You think, that fella looks like a tough customer. I'll steer clear of him. Or, sure, that man thinks he owns the Hicken pub. Or... That chap looks flat, bro. poor lad. And at the same time, you can tell whether the chap is conventionally good-looking, say, north by northwest of Tom Cruise, or deeply ugly, like two degrees east of Quasimodo. Who? Tom Cruise, the actor. I know who Tom feckin' Cruise is. The other one I mean. Oh, (laughs) Quasimodo. The hunchback of Notre Dame. So you're saying I look like the hunchback of Notre Dame? Not at all. But you're not Tom Cruise either. Is that a backhanded compliment? No, it's not. I'm simply trying to make the point that you can't tell what a person's like just by looking at them. Remember, Quasimodo proves the nobility of his soul through his bravery and his love affair, Esmeralda. Tom Cruise makes lots of money acting and seems a bit um, strange to me. You, I feel, have more in common with Quasimodo. So, what, I'm a brave and noble soul? (laughs) Can't know that for sure, but you are an ugly little ficker. Another pint.
2: There you go. Two highnos and a peroni. Thanks very much, love. All right.
1: You all right? Hello. Uh, two pints of Guinness, please. No
2: problem. Sit down, I'll bring them over. Uh, actually, I'd rather wait.
1: I'd like to ask you a question.
2: Intriguing. What can I do for you?
1: See my friend over there.
2: Billy? Yeah, I see him.
1: Would you say he was attractive?
2: Hmm. Well, I wouldn't drag myself over hot coals and broken glass to get to him. There was no Brad Pitt like. Oh, but he's a gentle soul, old Billy he do anything for anyone. And that's nice.
1: Would you go out with him?
2: What? A sweet young teen like me? With the pick of all the international playboys that come in here? Ah, no. No. If he was rich, I might consider it. Here. Has he had a secret lot to win out recently?
1: <laughs> Sadly, no. Well, not that I know of, anyway.
2: Uh, not for me, then. That'll be eight euro. Well, there you go. Thanks. You haven't had a secret lotto win recently, have you?
1: <laughs> no, afraid not.
2: Ah uh, Shame. You'll have to sell it for girls your own age then.
1: Quite right. But where would we find them?
2: Uh, just be in the right place at the right time. Try the ballroom dance class at the GAA club.
1: Hmm, funnily enough, that's already been mentioned.
2: Ah, uh, It's fate, so you have to go up for it then. They love to see the fellas turning up desperate they are for a bit of male company you and Billy be swimming in ladies of a certain age Hmm.
1: that's a very interesting hypothesis, thank you so much oh please keep the change
2: thanks very much here listen if you do win the lotto come straight back here and maybe then we can talk
1: (laughs) (laughs) there you go Ah, Grant, thanks. Ah, oh, no bother, no bother. You were having a great chat with Maraid. The barmaid? Yes, indeed. Oh, but don't worry, <laughs> I wasn't chatting her up or anything. I was doing valuable research on your behalf. Were you really? Oh, that's very good of you. Don't mention mm. it. You'd be glad to hear that you're not quite as spectacularly repellent as I think you are. Hang on a minute. Well, what is it? I'm just trying to work out whether I should be insulted. Oh, don't waste time. She gave me some good news. For you. I'm listening. It's not terribly complicated. Mairead there, our delectable barmaid, says that, despite your advanced years, she might be tempted to enter into a relationship with you. If only you were rich. Yeah, no surprise there, would have thought. True, But add this to the fact that the lady we met in the shopping centre the other day... Deirdre? Yes, Deirdre. Said that you were a sociable chap. A good conversationalist. Now, while I may disagree with her, the fact remains that, based on that evidence, women seem to find you approachable. I'm still waiting for the good news. You're not what one would call a patient man, are you? Will you, for Jesus' sake, get to the point? Yes, yes, I'm at the point now. It's simple. Both of those women are between 20 and 40 years younger than you and neither of them expressed any disgust at all when talking to or about you. In fact, I'd go so far as to say that if you were a younger man you'd have a chance of, putting it politely, forming a relationship with a reasonably attractive normal younger woman. I'm just guessing here, but you don't have a time machine, do
3: you? Of course not. And you're not an amateur plastic surgeon who's going to make me look 20 years younger? Nope. Nope. So, again, what is the point that you're trying to make? Easy. Just find a nice girl of your own age. Well,
1: aren't you a feckin' genius? And where exactly do you think you're going to do that? (laughs) Surprising as it may seem, your dancing idea isn't totally ridiculous.
4: Start with the left foot forward. Vamos! Uno, those, cruzado, three, cinco, seis, siete. That's it. Excellent. Keep going. Yes. Very good. Now everybody to the side. Basic steps again. Quick, quick, slow, quick, quick, slow. Maravilloso. Come on, ladies. Keep that Latino flavor on. Now again from the top. Are you ready? One, two, three. Cruzado. Oh, wait. Stop. Stop the music. Stop the music. Beautiful ladies. Look at here. We have beautiful gentlemen. Hola, hola. Welcome. Welcome.
3: Holy Mary. She's a fine big girl. Listen to that. You're no little pixie yourself.
1: She looks like a nerd with lipstick on. Look, I bet she glows in the dark. And you look like an elbow with glasses and teeth. Now shut up. She'll hear you.
4: You come to dance, no? Maravilloso. Well,
1: uh, my good friend oh. Billy here is very keen to learn the salsa. Sadly, I have a wooden leg, so I'll, oh, I'll just have to man. wait downstairs. See you later, Billy. Have a great time now. Don't you worry about me. Wooden leg? You no more have a wooden leg than... Well, old. I'll see you downstairs in an hour. I brought a book.
4: Your friend is a very nice man, no? No. Very good. Come, I'll, I'll introduce you. What's your name? Billy. Oh, Billy, Billy, come here. Uh, Who wants to dance with Billy? Oh my god, everybody wants to dance with Billy. Now, Billy, you start moving that hip. Billy, left, right, left, right, left.
3: You've been having yourself a nice time down here, then. I see you treated yourself to a bar of chocolate. It's nice for an old gent like yourself to be comfortable. It's the little things that count for the aged, isn't it? Ah, there you are. So, you enjoyed it, then? What? Dancing the
1: Fandango with Carmen Miranda up there? I suppose I did. You don't sound all that enthusiastic. Did you learn anything? Are you a better dancer now than you were an hour ago?
3: I'll have you know I was a very good dancer in my youth. Very popular with the ladies I was.
1: A twinkle-toed tepsichorean like you should still be popular then. Did anyone take your fancy? Or did you take anyone else's?
3: Uh, that wouldn't be a difficult place to take someone's fancy in. To be honest now, there was only one other fella in the place and he moved like a feckin' mummy. I swear he must be a hundred and two. You can see dust flying off him when he does the rumba. Just turn up and show willing and you're pretty much in there. If you're in the market for some female company yourself, I'd be recommending that for you. But I'm not. I know. I'm sorry. How is she? The wife.
1: Ah, there's no improvement. But no deterioration either. For the time being, she's just sitting in the bed watching other sick people come and go. There's no joy for her. Yeah? You know yourself what it's like in hospital. No amount of chocolates and my waddy can make it feel like home. Ah, you're right there.
3: No place like home. Especially when you're under the weather. Anyway, I got a date. A date? That's right. A proper date with a nice lady. The one I told you about. There will be a bath taken this coming Saturday night.
1: After shave will be sprayed, food eaten and drink taken. A date. The kind of date that may lead to actual physical contact of a romantic nature. Exactly. Do I need to call Father Brennan and book him in for a wedding?
3: No. No. That would be going a bit too fast. But you can book him in for a confession on Monday. I'm hoping to do some serious sinning this weekend. Oh, please,
1: God, don't put that horrible picture in my head.
3: You put these pictures in your own head. Nothing
1: to do with me. Oh, I'm begging you now. Just change the subject so I can finish my twicks in peace. All right then. What are you giving up for Lent? Same as I give up every year. What's that then? Chocolate? Drink? Biscuits? No, it's sex, heroin and watching the Late Late Show. I'm
3: guessing it's years since you did either of the other first two. The last one's not exactly a huge
1: sacrifice now, is it? Speak for yourself. I miss the sex greatly since my wife's been ill, and the heroin is excellent for keeping a body in trim. You rarely see a fat addict. And as for the Late Late, well, I feel that avoiding it is the perfect level of self-denial for this important yearly ritual. Every Friday evening I'm reminded of the sacrifice made by our Lord. That's very profound and noble of you.
3: Thank you. So, who presents the Late Late Show now? What do you mean? Sure isn't it
1: always gay, Byrne? Forever and ever, amen. Ah, you're an old fraud. You never watched that either. (laughs) There's no fooling you, Billy. You're too quick for me. And it's bloody rubbish anyway. Everyone knows that. Come on, I'm going home. You can share the taxi with me if you like. No thanks. I think I'll stay here a while longer. It's nice watching the people coming and going. I have a book here. I'll get another tea and maybe a toffee crisp. As you like. See you now. Yes, yes. Bye.
0: You've been listening to Shopping for Beginners by Morris Newman. Jerry was played by Malcolm Sharp. Billy by Joe Murphy. Mini bus driver was David Cullen. The lady on the bus and the barmaid were Carol Dempsey. Miss Fernanda was played by Veronica Garcia. Directed by Declan Cahill, production assistant Deborah Gaffney. This programme was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with a television licence fee.